Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by, we've got some classic sponsors here. Are you ready? Yeah. King Toots Music Store. Ah. Um, we're also brought to you by, for some reason, I uh, highlighted Miss Atomic Pile. Ooh, is that uh, Mr. Atomic Pile? Mm, if you play your cards right. Uh, we're also brought to you by Phineas Q. Butterfat's 5,000 Flavors Ice Cream Parlor. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. (laughs) We are here to uh, discuss the episode Lisa's Pony. This is the eighth episode of the third season. It originally aired on November 7th, 1991. It was written by Al Jean and Mike Reese. Ah. Ooh. They were also the showrunners at the time. Ah. And it was directed by Carlos Beza. Thank you, Carlos. I hope I'm pronouncing your last (laughs) name right. Call in and correct me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> to introduce our lovely guest. I'm so excited. I'm excited for this guest. I'm excited for this episode. So let's just jump in. She is the production designer and producer on BoJack Horseman. And she's also the host of Max Fun's own Baby Geniuses. She's also... She does so much. She's also <laughs> the author of the new book, Coyote Dog Girl, which is available for purchasing on August 21st. Please welcome Lisa Hanawalt. Hey! hey. <laughs> Great. Yay. Go buy that book. Go buy that yeah, book. buy it. That's yeah. so exciting. Thank you. What is the book? Uh, it's a graphic novel. Oh it's God. a Western. Uh, and Hell it's yeah. about a lady named Coyote Dog Girl and That's... her horse, Red. Oh my god, I love yeah. that. You and Julia share some DNA in her uh, series in, in that they both have horses and take place in the West. Yeah, I made yeah. a show called Townies. It's the OC in the Old West. Oh. And it came out on this app called Black Pills. But uh, That sounds good. There is a storyline where uh, a young gentleman is in love with his horse. I love and it. And it's a very tender love. And not to give too much of a sneak preview to all those Prescott heads out there. Where's <laughs> Prescott Nation? Where are you at? But I just I'm finished. Here. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, President of Prescott Nation. Alex Hi. <laughs> I'm not Allie. <laughs> oh, uh, hello, stranger. How on earth did you get into the Max Fun studio? Mm, don't worry about it. Okay, great. <laughs> I just finished a script where um, I just found found myself writing another storyline where um, people are marrying goats in the 17th century. So oh, I'm realizing what my that voice was popular is. back then. <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. Um, well, I had more of like a really informed like opinion on, I feel like this character in Townies was a rich person. So I feel like rich people all want to marry their horses and like yeah, feel a romantic longing toward them. This is more of like, um, we're in the 17th century in the middle of the forest and like they're just just yokels who like to marry goats. Yeah. But I'm realizing my voice is like tender bestiality. Yeah. You know, yeah. like did you like Shape of Water? Um, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe yeah. that but I was talking to my husband Mike <laughs> about it. I was like, I'm realizing that Perhaps my feminism is being funneled into allowing animal characters to experience the tender love that has previously been relegated to only humans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because <laughs> like, every time I write a storyline uh, where an animal and a human have a relationship, it's very equal. Yeah. yeah. So so there it is. There's Absolutely. that college paper that hopefully somebody will write in the future. Okay, I'll do it. Bestiality okay. and you. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I'm excited to purchase Coyote Dog Girl. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. But also, everyone who uh, loves The Simpsons very likely loves BoJack Horseman. Uh, yeah. And There's uh, a lot of Simpsons DNA in there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I can't think of a cartoon that doesn't have some uh, yeah. level of that in there. You know, it's like the, how the Beatles are to any band that came after the Beatles. It just kind of is what it is. True. But uh, it's so unique and sad and great and funny and dark. But the characters, uh, the design of them in particular, are unbelievable can i'm sure you've talked it to death but if you would would you talk just a little bit about uh your experience on bojack for our our listeners yeah uh so i design all the characters i designed all the main characters uh for the pilot and then i came on board to art direct the show and i'm like responsible for the look of the show and i draw all the animal people and it's really fun because i get to like 
bring in all my interests in reading like fashion blogs and looking at pictures of animals online and just sort of combine those things mm-hmm. into my work. So <laughs> yeah. it's great. I especially love uh, designing any character that's like a weird sea creature, like a <laughs> manatee or like I love 16 Aquafina. She's probably my favorite yes. character mm-hmm. to dress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Manatees are one of my favorite animals, too. They're so cute. They're the grandpas of the sea. Yeah. I feel such a tenderness toward them. But I love that in this world, they're like, they run a fashion magazine and they're very, like, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of what you'd think of a manatee. So, Mm -hmm. uh, fashion wise, that is something that you are also uh, looking at. So, how they're dressing, you said? Yeah, I just think it's, um, I mean, I'm not like a very fashion y person, but I just love to look at pictures of fashion online. And I, I think it's just fun to, like, draw something really specific for each character that kind of speaks to what they're like and what their interests are. So, like, I don't know. If Mr. Peanut Butter is wearing pajamas, they'll probably have, like, bacon on them or bones right. or something, which is mm-hmm. silly but fun. What a, what a character is wearing is so important to how they're feeling and, and who they are. And yeah. uh, we talk on the show about, you know, uh, Jordan brought it to our attention first how, how much he loves, um, you know, different outfits that the Simpsons characters Jordan are wearing. Morris. Jordan yeah. Morris. Yeah. Not their main outfits. And we have a Lisa outfit in this episode that is particularly particularly heartbreaking just because of how like intricate and dressed up she is yeah. and it makes the scene even more sad um, so I think it will be really interesting to talk to someone who's actually like doing that for the characters as yeah. we go through it mm-hmm. um, but what about this episode uh, speaks to you <laughs> well I'm a, a fan in particular of any episode where the Simpsons get a new pet yes so <laughs> I, I love the one where they get that collie that's like better oh. than Santa's little helper yeah. I think the, maybe the best example Laddie. is uh, Bart getting an elephant Stampy. I think that's Stampy. probably like the best one. <laughs> they all have similar names. The naming yeah. convention is just one note, but it works. Mm. Definitely. Pinchy. Pinchy. Oh, oh Pinchy. Pinchy. Oh, yeah. Maybe that one's the best one. I love Pinchy. Yeah, it's uh, like Stampy, Pinchy, Laddie, <laughs> and Spider Pig. Like, <laughs> that's where we left. That's where the sidewalk ended, baby. <laughs> and then this one is Princess, which just, uh, I don't, I know. it's not the best episode of all time, but it speaks uh, to my heart. So dearly. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it because you have a particular love of ponies? Yes, okay. it is. Do you well, want to speak to that at all? Well, yeah, I love ponies. Was she on trial? <laughs> I'm basically the same. I was the same age as Lisa when the show was airing. Like in 91, mm-hmm. I was eight years old and I was at the peak of my horse love because I just started taking riding lessons. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. I want to marry a horse. Yeah. I want to yeah. be with horses all the time. She admitted it. They're I know. All- <laughs> my theory has been confirmed. I didn't know at the time that marrying meant you had sex with the thing doesn't always. I, I do doesn't not, always. Well, doesn't always. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I misspoke. But um, and you, uh, you I, were... I do not want to fuck a horse. Can I just? <laughs> you cannot say that. Well, you know Take what? It back. I'm so sorry, Lisa. We're going to edit this together, and we're going to mash it into some fake <gasps> no. news. You're going to take out the word "don't." Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, got, we got a don't filter. <laughs> so, so like, you I, were a, a blonde girl named Lisa. Yeah. Who liked horses and was nerdy? Yeah. Okay. How was well, that? Mouse, mousy brown. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I related very hard to Lisa Simpson. I wasn't quite as good of a student, but um, yeah, I mean, her, her love for horses spoke to me so closely. And like, I just love in this episode how she loves the horse so much and she wants to be at the barn all the time. And the horse just looks completely ambivalent the whole yeah. time. Like, it could not care it's less. Like a big cat. Yeah. It's just like, oh. Salt Lake, uh, which is just like horses. They're kind of just big dumb animals, and yeah. we project all of our emotions on them. Yeah, yeah. but they yeah. can take it. They're great. They're very therapeutic. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Let's get into the episode itself. Oh well, I wanted to ask first. So uh, just off of this horse topic, I-, I feel like when we were all growing up, like there were a- as young ladies, horse girls. Like, uh, yes, there was a, a the wood diverged, and you were either a horse girl or you were not a horse girl. See, I, I looked not. at the other horse girls, and I was like, I'm not that weird. I'm not right, like that. I'm, right. I'm like, I'm cool, but I wasn't. I was like totally crawling around on all fours. And then at uh, one point, my brother sat me down. He's like, Listen, you're gonna start middle school next fall. You cannot crawl around on all fours anymore and be a horse because you're gonna embarrass yourself, and everyone's gonna think you're weird. So you have to stop. And I was like, Whoa, he's right. So I stopped. Are um, you glad you stopped turkey. or just part of you wish you had kept part of at me, it? Part of me wishes I'd kept at it. Would you like to go on all fours right now? 
You know, I did try it a couple times as an adult just to see if I could get the old magic back and it's gone. Like once you it's like once you stop like playing with your childhood toys, it's gone. You can't just sit down. You don't use it. You lose it. Totally. Right. Yeah. yeah, You may be able to channel just a little bit of that. A little bit. If you go to a yoga class, they've got that cat cow thing. That's true. Horse horse. Horse horse. Turn into horse horse. Yeah. In my mind, it's just horse horse. They've got goat yoga now. Downward horse. Downward horse. horse. Yeah. Instead of pigeon it's horse yeah Yeah. horse pose it's more like a horse with broken legs but it's still a horse and then there are also adult horse girls that you meet well that's me now yeah yeah we love them we uh, love we love them we think they're cool and good they're great they're not weird um i took a long break from riding i didn't ride for like 17 years and now i'm back into it i'm still riding so um do you ride around like burbank area hell yeah hell yeah I gotta start writing. We should do like a podcast writing. Let's all go writing. You want to bring okay. your equipment on horseback? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The horse won't be spooked by that. <laughs> That's actually. I'm not sure if that'll be like the best Patreon exclusive podcast episode, even though we don't do that anymore, or the worst. I'm not sure if that on the level of like you listen to certain podcasts where they're like eating on mic. Like, yeah. what's what's horsing on mic? That what's would horsing that around be yeah, horsing terrible. <laughs> And dangerous. <laughs> um, but thrilling. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So what we like to do when we uh, talk about these episodes for people that haven't watched uh, in a while, we like to recap them by reading the synopsis from Wikipedia. Ice cold. Mm-hmm. So it could be good, could be bad. That's my disclaimer. All right. In this episode, mm-hmm. Homer goes drinking at uh... Moe's Tavern. And uh, I'm still going. <laughs> We've already got a misstep. Homer goes drinking at Moe's Tavern instead of buying a new reed for Lisa's saxophone, resulting in her flopping at the school talent show. Uh... I'm always interested by the adjectives <laughs> these writers choose. Desperate to win back his daughter's love, Homer gives Lisa the one thing she always wanted, a pony. Homer struggles with two jobs to cover the cost of sheltering and feeding the pony. Lisa, upon seeing what Homer must go through to pay for the pony, decides to give it away. Well, that was certainly longer than we are used to. Much. Spoiler much. <laughs> um, yeah, that's more or less. They really threw me for a loop at the beginning there. It doesn't. It's not really exactly how it starts. It's a very brief thing. But yes, yeah. that is true. That is how that goes down. Yeah. I well, I gotta say, generally, I do love episodes of television that I'm finding, like primetime animation television does this a lot because I guess it's, they're mostly about families of like a dad sacrificing himself to yeah. give their kid what they want. I feel like Bob's Burgers has done that a couple times. Yeah. And you could never show it of a mom doing that because they already sacrifice it all. Every, yeah. every, every day. day. Every oh, minute. mom didn't do something she wanted to do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Good it's for called Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the 20 minutes she gets when you fucking go outside. I don't know. Marge is truly one of the most tragic characters of all time. Absolutely. We 100%. love her. She's happy. She's horny. She's good. She's great. Yeah, but I agree. Tragic in the way that we're like, oh, I would just want her to be self actualized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we do get glimpses into that. I really love the episode when she becomes a cop. I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think about her going, Marge, every time I get a win. <laughs> so I'm like, great. Marge, let's do it. <laughs> anyway, guys, we are in for a whale of a podcast. <gasps> yes. <laughs> um, I also uh, we rarely we rarely do this, but uh, I I took a note of the chalkboard gag. Uh, Bart bucks are not legal tender. Yeah, uh, I love that, That's and I fun. want them. Yeah, <laughs> I want Bart bucks. Bart bucks. Uh, and then the yeah. couch gag was just Homer sitting on the couch and the family sitting on him. Yeah, oh, it was a really a very uh, hop on pop, super normie <laughs> couch gag. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. I was like, I do this. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Bart bucks. <laughs> yeah, Bart bucks. That feels. It's such like a purely child prank, too. I mean, it recalls... Printing money. (laughs) Printing money. It recalls, like, coupons to mom for Mother's Day kind of stuff. And it also recalls Disney dollars. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's all those things swirled into (laughs) one. Uh, So this episode starts with uh, Dawn of Man. 
Yeah. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so bizarrely. Yeah. It's so so random. <laughs> well, you know, uh, season three is such a good season, and it gets, it's very, like, you get a lot of the pop culture references really very coming reference in. Very reference Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the uh, the direction of it is really ambitious. Like, it really blows me away. But, yeah, yeah. it's interesting to start with this. It's, it is a 2001, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen 2001. Oh. I only, and I love Stanley Kubrick a lot. For some reason, it's just the one that got away. I'm kind of worried it would be boring, so I never want to see I it. Kinda... Yeah, it seems boring. Um, yeah. <laughs> spoiler, it is. Yeah. Um, but, well, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of Kubrick's really boring. Sorry, I said no, it. I said I, it. <laughs> I'm with you 110. Boring and uncomfortable. You don't think yeah. Barry Lyndon, which used only candlelight, is fascinating? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do a two for two, that and... Um, what is it? Even uh, The Shining. I can't sit through <gasps> that. I'm sorry. I yeah. can't. It's okay. It's so We're long. We're good. I know. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like clips of it, but I don't want to sit through the whole thing. Sure. I feel like The Shining may be his most palatable. Maybe that or Talk Eyes work. Wide shut eyes wide shut more like eyes wide shit whoa sorry <laughs> what well I was just thinking of like eyes how the stories shit. Eyes around cried shit. lies no. cried shit my man my man Stanny Koobs he likes Danny a Koob. patiently unraveling the plot the Koob the Koob loves um, technical wonder and mastery the that is not what we're discussing we're discussing Homer which is a fun addition mm-hmm. to the Dawn of Man 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, so we, we actually do know that the Simpsons uh, the family, the staff, loves Stanley Kubrick. Uh-huh. And uh, Josh Weinstein has shared that he later learned that Stanley Kubrick also loves the Simpsons and what an honor oh. that was to learn. Oh, that's delightful. Um, and, and yeah, if you go through the Simpsons, you'll find so many references, not just when they're doing parodies, like when they do the shinning, but, you know, there will be the episode where it's, is my brother smarter than a, or dumber than a hamster? And you'll see him, you'll see Bart reach for two cupcakes in the way that uh, Alex is reaching for like the two breasts on the woman before getting shocked. Like they oh, do yeah. lots mm-hmm. of little subtle mm-hmm. things all the time. So it's not so surprising if you know who the writers are that they're doing this here. But it is very bizarre to have your main character as an ape, not in a Halloween episode, and yeah. it's something they are watching. And <laughs> like, it's, and we learn that it is um, his like daydream I guess oh right right when he's at work and he's like trying to push the monolith and the ape dream to be like his own personal chair and then it's his own chair at work Mm -hmm. it's yeah they you know they could have just had him sleeping and they added some possessed decided to have some fun yeah yeah and I'm realizing now that one of our sponsors, Miss Atomic Pile, I wrote in my notes, is the calendar. That's right. That yeah. is on his wall. Right. Which I found to be very delightful. Right. So basically we have that. Um, as soon as Homer wakes up from his nap, Lisa calls. And Lisa is uh, in her outfit at this stage. Yes? Yeah. She's yeah. at the talent show. She's, and she's wearing... Um, it's like a little yeah. wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a, her, she's having a quinceanera or it's something. It's very Molly Ringwald 80s, yeah. like very yeah. layered pearls, a little flower in her hair. That yeah. standard, like, little kid at a wedding... Little kid at a church event, kind of doily, yeah. lacy sort mm-hmm. of number. So this this moment is sad because she's calling to say that she needs a read uh, to, and and she's called truly everyone she's ever met, including someone who caught the snake in their basement. I love it. <laughs> uh, and Homer has a very genuine like. And after all those people, you called me first, you know. And it's pretty sad, but something that made me sad about it is that you know. Uh, she's saying it's about the talent show and he's saying I know I have it here right here on that calendar mm-hmm. and it's the only thing on the calendar and there's like a big X on it and like he is trying right yeah. right. it makes me sad I know just failing at every turn because yeah. and... he's an alcoholic because yeah. he's an alcoholic yeah for <laughs> yeah, being real about it yeah. I um, also oh sorry no I, no no I, I love um I love this talent show, and I love yeah. uh, how shitty Skinner is being from, like, I love day one. all the adults are just like, this fucking reeks. This, yeah. These kids suck. They're not bringing it this year. It gets worse every year. I, I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, did you guys ever participate in kid talent shows when you were younger? I did one in high school. My uh, theater class would have a talent show once in a while, and at one of them, I did my impression of Eric Cartman from South Park. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love That's that. That's perfect. <laughs> so, it's like, so of it's can we, time. Can we hear it? No, I do not do it anymore. <laughs> I haven't Please done it. stop asking me. I've made stop a statement make me be a horse on my Twitter. That talks like I have Harry retired. Carmen. Yeah, I remember. Um, this is a doozy. Uh, I at my second summer at asthma camp. 
Um, we had a talent show. Asthma camp? Yes. So I was severely asthmatic, and when you are severely asthmatic, uh, there's a camp for you to go to to learn about your disease. That's but very it is, sweet. Thank you. Precious memories. Uh. <laughs> However, it's in... Um, a high altitude mountain area. Yeah, it doesn't Does seem that house smart. It? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> to this day, I was like, "Mother, why?" Uh, <laughs> but we had a talent show, and I remember um, there was a kid who did yo-yo tricks that were like so-so. Hmm. Yeah. I remember yo-yo. Yeah, so-so yo-yo. So-so yo-yo. So-so But it was, it was a lot of like, eh? and everyone was like, "Wow!" And then I remember him like accidentally hitting the yo-yo on stage, and half of it just broke off and shot into the audience. That's oh, fantastic. No. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that. And then my talent was, it was around the time that the Brady Bunch movie had come out. And um, they do a talent show, I think, of the first Brady Bunch movie. So I did that, like, I think I'll go for a I did Aww. that and just, like, lip sync to that and danced around. That's so cute. Um, and thank you. Fine video. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't exist, but maybe it does. How uh, old were you? Twenty five or I was, it was last summer, so let's see. I don't want to reveal my age. She's raising her hands up how many numbers she is. Uh, I love that she has thirty fingers. <laughs> I love that uh, Skinner is warning the audience if you're in the first five rows you will get wet. Yeah, yeah. they're like no. <laughs> fun um, little I love a fun little splash zone. Uh, joke because I'm also a theme park nerd, so I dig, I dig uh, it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, uh, I'm so, a Gallagher nerd, so I liked it. Oh, right, mm-hmm. that's where we meet the Venn diagram <laughs> <laughs> of all human people. <laughs> uh, so before we uh, get Homer going to um, King Toots, King Toots, King uh, never forget it. <laughs> let's take a little break. I can't. Hear are you myself, myself, but I'm I These are real podcast listeners, not actors. Uh, hey, thanks for coming. Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast? I mean, vulgarity. Dumb. Definitely dumb. And like, uh, right here, this one, meritless. What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan Jesse Go. And it's free. Jordan Jesse Go? Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. A real podcast. It's so good to be back. Oh, man. I, I love, love being, being back. back. And That's just great. in the nick of time, we have five minutes until seven, which is when King Toots closes. Oh. And I, I, we're in the episode. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a choice. I'm Mo. Go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go on. Or... or- Save your child's night. Huh. Hmm. Well, maybe I could do both. Let's see how that plays out, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> uh, so in this moment, uh, Homer goes to the bar and is, is saying, like, you know, quick, I only have five minutes before it closes. And Mo suggests, of course, well, why don't you go there first? Hey, I don't tell you how to do, do your job. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Homer. You know, if you tilted the beer a little bit, you wouldn't get so much foam. Sorry, Homer. I know. <laughs> goes I over love th- how passive Mo is in this episode. In this episode. That's in what's this, so funny because yeah, he's yeah. so rarely that guy. I, I know. know. I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. Homer drinks his beer, and then he goes back over to King Toots, and he goes with 15 seconds to spare. <laughs> and it's closed, and then goes back and gripes about it and says, that moron closed early. And then the design of the King Toots guy yeah. is a new design we've never seen before. He looks a little millhouse He Just looks a little, little millhouse Millhouse's uncle, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I love, his, uh, I love his, his very, like, droopy dog voice. I yeah. know. Well, I'm, I'm that moron. moron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, doesn't he say, oh, me and my trenchant mouth. Yeah, I love trenchant. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Occasionally they'll fling a word to Homer where I'm like, ah, sure. Like I, I don't yeah. really flip a table over it. Right. <laughs> uh, and and speaking of Millhouse, uh, we check in on the talent show, and Millhouse is doing his talent, which is spoons. <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, bad at it. He's actually. not, yeah. bad, he's at not it. bad. Yeah, uh, the, but if yeah. you ask Skinner. 
it's not doing so hot. Yeah, yeah. I wrote the duplicity of Skinner's judgmentalness yeah. is pretty, pretty insane. Because uh, he'll be like, oh, "This is shit," and be like, "And how was that?" You know, going on stage, <laughs> the best the I've ever seen, best yeah. I've ever seen. But I want to say that the joke game that they're playing in this is that the you know talents start really good and then they just get increasingly worse. So previous to that, we have a kid who like you would see something like this on America's Got Talent today. He's balancing on chairs. They're like seven chairs stacked up high, and he's like doing a little hula hoop, but only tepid applause in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. It was really good. And then uh, we learned that they're all from the cafeteria. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but send, those, send those chairs back to the cafeteria. I mean it. I mean it. <laughs> and then uh, shortly after that, Bart does an impression of Skinner that fucking murders. That's pretty good, yeah. I yeah. love that the kids yell, yay. <laughs> and then, because uh, he, he's doing the uh, the boy of a thousand uh, voices, voices, which the Latin leads to. It's going to be the boy of a thousand attentions. That's yeah. the day's attention. And he does Lunch Lady Doris. Which Bleeding Gum Murphy loves. That's what's yeah. so funny to me. Yeah. He's that. You know, maybe he was served a bad meal once. And... Right, right. We've got a real murderer's row of adult judges. I wrote them down. Uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy, Lunch Lady Doris, and Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Bleeding Gums Murphy being there is That's... such a bizarre, interesting choice. Was Is this Lunch Lady Doris's first appearance on The Simpsons, or has she been on it earlier? I think she's been on it earlier. I really like her. Yeah, she's great. She's Wasn't she voiced by just, like, a random person on the staff? Yeah, I yeah. believe it was, like... Not certainly not the writer's assistant, but like somebody in production, someone with a real gravelly, yeah. That they were voice. just like, oh, that's just her voice, and let's use it. Let's I, devote a whole character to her. I wonder why uh, Bleeding Gum Murphy didn't uh, offer up his read. Maybe a different. Maybe he played well, alto sax. Is that? Yeah. I haven't played wind instruments really <laughs> well in my life. <laughs> I dabbled in clarinet, um, but. I feel like that may be unsanitary. Ah, but he yes. would probably have an extra bunch. You You're think, right. If you're a professional. But then we wouldn't have this, you but know, then the twisty just be turn. Over. Then we wouldn't <laughs> be have over. this plot. Yeah. After that excellent couch game. <laughs> uh, so basically, at, at this point, Homer is trying to reason with this uh, moron next door and saying, like, well, okay, you may not be able to get this from me, but I just want you to see the little girl that you're disappointing. And of course, he has no pictures of her. I love that beat. Um, yeah. And uh, we get this moment from Mo as well when Mo is also trying to help home around and says like hey remember when I saved you and your wife for that burning car alright but now we're even I know <laughs> it's so funny uh, and we also check in on uh, Sherry and Terry who are doing insane levels of uh Tricks. They're throwing knives at. Oh, I one forgot another. about that. That was great too. Yes. Okay. These so the talent dipped kids. up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty impressive, to be honest. Uh, the, but the parents couldn't care less. And uh, it's, the best one is that kid who's like, "My dang away, my dang away." <laughs> yeah. And Skinner just comes in immediately, putting a halt to that. I yeah. know. My very pure kid mind thought, "Oh, he's stopping it because that kid was singing poorly." That's uh. so cute. <laughs> this is this act is over. That is the joke. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get it as a kid either, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but I love I think I got it. I was a little smart. precocious about ding a <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'd like to put this filth behind us. Yeah, I remember one time uh, misspeaking uh, in the car with my mom and my sister, and instead of saying the word gong, I said dong. <gasps> That's so and it was, embarrassing. And it was, I know, my first utterance of said word, oh. and I'm still living it down. Oh, so sorry. Um I get really sad when, uh, you know, Lisa's freaking out, obviously. There's there's only moments left until she's going to perform. And Marge is having to put on the good face of kind of, like, keeping her spirits up, despite knowing that it's very probable that Homer's drinking at a bar somewhere. So she has these oh, yeah. fantasies of what he could be doing, and it's fixing a car. Yeah. And uh, fighting bears. <laughs> aliens probing him. Mm. Unlikely. Yeah. She goes, oh, that's a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then drinking. So sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, he is an alcoholic, as we have talked about. Um, but it's great for plots. It is. <laughs> um, and so he's he's getting closer to, to getting the read. He doesn't know what instrument it is that she plays, which is really sad. He lists yeah. saxophone. I was hoping this would be the episode saxophone? where he goes, saxophone. Me too. I thought I it was that one too. It, it no. was not. That's the one where he holds it up and tries to play it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's Lisa, stop playing over that stupid saxophone. Yes, that's correct. By the way, I mean, we've all in this room have seen a toy sax or, or really anything that's a musical instrument and gone, 
sex in my phone. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, good, good. good <laughs> Absolutely. Good, good, good. Um, and yeah, so in That's this. That's how I warm up for this podcast. Of course. Sex on my phone. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It's so sad. Uh, he gets there um, as she's playing and doesn't realize it's her and says, I'd hate to be that kid's father. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So sad. And you get. I she's trying to play Stormy Weather. Yeah. She knew she would have killed it if she oh, had the read. God. Oh my God. And everyone's like looking forward to it. They're like, and now someone good. Lisa's <laughs> yeah, turn. Finally. Yeah. Uh, and I love, uh, like, it's not my fault. It's the read and, and Skinner. Let's hear it for Lisa and her waxy, waxy. sex. Oh, the worst. Yeah, it's like, yes, of course, it's the read. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's yeah. such a fucking asshole in this episode. I love it. I love I it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> it's hot. I, it's hot. Skinner can get it in this episode. Skinner. <laughs> you guys, let's make a list of all the Simpsons characters that can get it. Okay. Um, I'll do that. I love that. Okay. I'm horny all the time. Are you Done. kidding me? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, Willie to some degree, Skinner in this up. ep. Um, Willie? Flanders. Stupid sexy Flanders. Disco Stew, maybe? That, uh, mm. that guitar teacher that Lisa falls in love with. Ma- oh. Bergstrom? Yeah. 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 Dustin Hoffman. You're describing Allie's sexual awakening. Yeah. He's so hot. He's, <laughs> He's so, so hot. So hot. Yeah. And he like thinks she's special. Oh, it's yeah. so great. That, that episode could have gone in a real creepy way. It, Glad yeah. it didn't. Well, yeah. I'm well. not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and if I close my eyes now, ah. I get to live part two. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little Simpsons fan erotica. <laughs> Jacques is hot. I've said this on the podcast before. I had um, I had those uh, action figures of the Simpsons, the McFarlane toys that would the, the part of the interactive homes. And they had the different versions of Bart. And one of them was Camp Krusty Bart. And so he had, like, tossled bad hair. Oh. He and Lisa made out. But they're Whoa! not related. It's what? a different. Bart. What? <laughs> in in her play acting. When I played with my toys. I'm so upset. <laughs> well, don't worry, sweetie, because they loved it. <laughs> the toys all enjoyed what I did to them. Four stars all around. What they did to each other. It was, a it was their toys. Yeah. <laughs> I asked them first, and I took silence as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> they consented. Yes, absolutely. Consent is 100% important, even when it comes to toys. <laughs> and they made out some time. I love it. Um, that brings us to Mount Bellyache, of course. Oh, boy. Uh, $88 for this thing. Yeah. Um, have Do you guys have, maybe it's depressing, do you guys have memories of being bribed with a treat when a parent didn't show up in some way? Hmm. Was this something that ever happened? I don't know. My parents did, like, forget me a lot. Like, they would have to pick me up after daycare or, like, at the, at the JCC, and then they would forget, and I would just be there all alone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I got any, like, gifts out of it. I feel like I, yeah, I was frequently, because I was raised by a single mom, so, you know, she was doing everything, and I was Aww. just, like, waiting at the YMCA for a really long time. It's the um, worst feeling. And I didn't even belong to them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, that's where we had after-school daycare. Um, but I want to say that as far as, like, food bribery goes, um, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but uh, my dad remarried when I was around 13. But when he was just dating his now wife, um, she learned that I loved Mountain Dew. Oh, she was trying this, to, like, win you over. Oh, yeah. So it was, like, 12, 13 age. Peak Mountain Dew. Peak Mountain Dew age, right? Where I'm like, give me that. Give me, yeah. Give me that and nothing else and some Taco Bell. And so I just remember like every weekend we would uh, get together and sit down for like Sunday dinner and everybody else would have like a normal setup. But then I would have in my seat like a 20 ounce little plastic bottle of Mountain Dew, which is like, I know. I was, I was a very special lady. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it what a woman! And it worked in that moment. I was like, "Hey, Lori's pretty all right." I love that. I think that's so great. Uh, Lisa does not think that's so great. She doesn't feel much like eating. Oh, Homer's, no. Homer's expressing like, you know, I know that I messed up and that this doesn't make it right, but I'm sorry and I'm I hope trying. you forgive me. And I love that. That is a genuine apology. That is a real apology when someone says like, "I know that this doesn't make it better, but I'm." trying to make it better and I'll you know I'll I'll get there when I get there at least Um, the acknowledgement yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so at this point He's going through the tapes of Lisa walking for the first time, and oh. Homer's watching TV. So sad, however, so funny because right. uh, uh, you. What's that show called? Uh, the plane, the plane. 
Fantasy Island? Is that oh, what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Fantasy Island. So you get uh, him saying, the plane, the plane. And the guy says, no, my freakish little friend, that's a seagull. And he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah, so, so in the tapes, Homer is watching TV, and I just love hearing Marge's voice going, Homer, Lisa's walking for the first time. Oh, Are you getting it on tape? Yeah. Oh, I'll watch it later. Yeah, it's so sad. And then Homer, it's her, you know, look, her first, first word, word, and her first word is daddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Marge, please, I'm busy. And he's choking the choking Bart. Yeah. So depressing. And a, <laughs> But Homer, at least, is saying, just like, you know, of course she hates me. Like, you know, I never even noticed she was alive. Oh. And we get these moments, and this isn't the first time or last time that Homer has had um, a... You know, he's needed to bond more with his children to the point th- yeah. there's an episode where he bonds a little too much and like you right, know, right. pushes her too hard on the swing. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little too much time. But they he tries to to no avail really with a tea set, which he gets mocked for. Yeah. Um and and we you know, Marge is saying like this isn't you know, this isn't some quick fix. And we, we have this clip here, so let's listen to that. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah, I'll buy her that pony she's always bugging me for. We can't afford to buy a pony. Marge, with today's gasoline prices, we can't afford not to buy a pony. That's ridiculous. Marge, I've got to get her a pony. When I look in Lisa's eyes, I don't see love anymore. That's no reason to buy a pony. See? Even when you yell at me, I can see love in your eyes. Stick to the subject. Uh Uh-huh. You love me. Mm. Let's be realistic. A pony is very expensive, and we have enough trouble paying bills as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound like you're going to buy a pony. Promise me you won't. Mm. What was that? Was that a yes or a no? Those aren't even words. Snap. That's so great. Snap is such. Mm. So I actually, right after this, uh, just for fun, watched uh, the Radioactive Man episode, and when they're having their, like, campy version mm-hmm. uh, of, of like the punching where it would be like kapow or whatever. Sna is one of the words. Oh, and great. as everyone knows, bort is also one of the words. Oh, that's great. And then one of them is mint. Anyway. Mint. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You're watching Simpsons episodes just for fun? I have to tell you, Julia, it was exhilarating. I, <laughs> I, I had some time to spare uh, and I was just like, I'm going to watch an episode and not take notes. I know. And it felt Good. Listen, I must share that I've done this as well, especially on some of my down days. Oh. And uh, this podcast, it is a prison. Oh, and my God. Yeah. Oh, We're no. trapped. What am I enabling here? It's fine. We're it's bringing fine. you in. <laughs> it's, it's fine. We like it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's something, you know, you people don't know how good you have it. Just watching it to enjoy. And you're, it's at your fingertips at all times, and you can just savor any details and not comment on them. Imagine laughing without pausing after. <laughs> Imagine laughing. Uh, 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 now we're crying. Uh. Um, so at this point, we we get that idea to get that pony, and uh, he goes to the pony stables um, or the pony store, I guess. Uh, he goes to the pet store, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna um, be all right. <laughs> uh, so basically, he finds out like he 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 lays on the table like I don't care how much this costs, I'm oh, buying this right, pony. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that very pony lady, uh, the is, patrician pony lady. Yeah, yeah, she's patrician facade. I love, I love, I love We're that. gonna I was get like, into Ooh, it. I'm gonna look up patrician. Yeah. I don't quite know what that means. I, so it's such a Harvardy, but we'll get into it. I yeah. love it. So she is saying like, "Oh, very good, half a million dollars, half a million dollars." Like, you know, don't yeah. you have anything like you know, like cheaper ponies? I yeah. like that she's not- like, "Oh, this horse was sired by Seattle Slough, which is a real horse who I got to meet once." Whoa! Tell us more. Well, I made my parents take me to Kentucky for a Brayer Fest, which is like a convention for plastic model horses. Yeah. Yes. When I was like 11 or 12, um, and I was like getting slightly too old for them. But then we went to uh, like a fancy stable so we could meet like the fancy racehorses. And Seattle Slough was there eating grass. Wow. That's the best story I've ever heard. So <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> you, you were a little horse girl, and that's all you wanted in life. It was great. And now I love you, that. And now you design Bojack Horseman and talk about Lisa's 
pony on Mike. This That's is a, right. such a good life. It's all coming together. This is such ask, a good life. Because <laughs> um, I, I, before you mentioned how young you were when this happened, I thought that you were going to say this happened last year. I was going to ask, no. do you find yourself a VIP to pony uh, and horse? Well, I'm still trying to get in to meet Martha Stewart's ponies and, uh-huh. and horses. What are their names? Well, she has a pony named Ben Chunch. Ben Chunch? <laughs> well, she named it Ben Chunch, and then she changed it to Ban Chunch, and I've tried to, been trying to figure out why. She also has another pony named Harrison Ford, uh-huh. uh, which is interesting because well, sense. my dog is named Indiana Jones, so I'm wow, like, clearly really? this Make is like, meet. I mean. Meet. <laughs> I also love a pet with a first and last name. Me too. Yeah. My my sister's cat uh, is named Conan O'Brien because oh. they want, and it has red hair, of course, yeah, yeah, but she yeah. wanted to be able to be like, Conan O'Brien, stop pooping there. That's you know? so <laughs> good. That's so good. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, you guys know Joe Wenger, uh, yes. great writer, comedian. But I remember, uh, and I'm going to botch this name, but I, I, I remember hearing that he had had a cat that had a first and last name that was not his own last name, uh, which I found delightful. It was like <laughs> Kevin Richardson or something. <laughs> I also love I pet- love the name Kevin. Yes. Uh, I love the name Kevin too. I, I also I just love pets with like really normal like accountant so stockbroker names or something. I just find it delightful. Anthropomorphizing them. It's yeah, just it's, it's always great. funny. Let's take a moment and think about what name we would give our pets that we don't have. Mm. And we'll be right back. Beloved Maximum Fun Star Trek podcast, The Greatest Generation, is going out on tour. We are bringing Greatest Gen Con to a bunch of cities in the U.S. and Canada. It's our big tribute to slash send-up of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And we have a big leg coming up. Yes, we are raising our legs on a number of cities <laughs> in the coming weeks. We're going to Washington, D.C. on August 23rd. The Bell House in Brooklyn, New York on August 24th. Mass Mocha in North Adams, Massachusetts on August 25th. Pittsburgh on the 28th. Boston, Massachusetts at the Wilbur Theater on the 29th. Atlanta, Georgia at the Earl on the 30th. Ferndale, Michigan at the Magic Bag on the 31st. Those are some great big rooms and some great big cities. Ben. And it's a really fun show. It's accessible even if you haven't listened to the podcast yet. We can't wait to see you when we're out on tour. Check greatestgencon.com for dates and ticketing information. And Khan is spelled K-H-A-N because Wrath of Khan. Greatestgen, K-H-A-N.com. I loved it. I have one. Yes. It's, it's actually, I. this used to be a joke that I would just say around town, but I always wanted to. I've never had a dog, but I always wanted to, if I got one, to name it Lieutenant Dan. Oh. So I could recreate my favorite scene from Forrest Gump <laughs> all around the dog part. <laughs> no! Yeah, you could get a three-legged dog. I could. That would be very cute. That'd be cute. Yes, I could. You know what? To complete the image, I should get a three-legged dog or maybe a dog that has one of those little dog wheelchairs. Yeah. <gasps> but I don't want, if only if he's already ailing but what I want to do is just chase him around the dog park and go, Lieutenant Dan! That's so cute. I should do it. You should do, do it. it. I'll do it, you guys. I think it'd be weird to have a dog named Alice. Yeah. yeah I don't think I'd like that. Yeah. Or Alice. Mildred. <laughs> no. Prudence. These are all these are all also names. I don't know if you guys have Amps taken a trip names. down. Yes, but taking a trip down any kind of like um website for a dog shelter or mm-hmm. you know adopting. They all have these like Millicent, yeah. you know, kind of names, and you're Beatrice. like, Ooh, I will be renaming you immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. I was trying to think what the most annoying name would be to yell at, like, a Silver Lake dog park, and I think Agave. Yeah. Agave. <laughs> what about a dog named Atticus? Atticus. <laughs> Atticus! <laughs> like, Becky's kind of annoying. Becky! 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 <laughs> I was in uh, Brooklyn once at a dog park, and a dog escaped, and the owners went chasing after it, and the dog's name was Brooklyn, so they were just running no. around going, Brooklyn! That's- Brooklyn! Oh, Very no. good. Uh, so at this point, Homer uh, is told that the ponies start at $5,000. And $5,000 is a very realistic amount of money that a person would need to do great lengths to get. Yeah. That's 5000 like. is also like what you should reasonably expect to pay for a horse that's actually been trained. Anything less than that, you're getting a green horse who's going to need some work put into that's it. 5000 is like a really good... The, the prices in this 
show are very realistic. I, I must like say. that. I like think the, that's great. Yeah. When I, they get to like the monthly costs of keeping the pony at the stable and it's five thirty a month, I'm like, that's completely exactly what it costs a month. And I, I've I, looked into it. I I've run it. the numbers. I love it. Your horse prowess. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I think that stuff is really important because so much of what the show is is a average family who's working middle class. Yeah. Like I think it's so important to not make it just that it's extremely expensive. Right. That it's just out of their means. Yeah. yeah. So five hundred a month is a lot of extra money. It's so much money. And yeah. so because of that, uh, Homer goes to uh, the employee credit union where he tries to get $5,000 and is told that he cannot be made a uh, take out a loan that large per- from this woman personally. It's not that big a loan. It's really not. <laughs> uh, but so uh, we have that clip here and we're going to play it for you now. Hello. <laughs> Simpson. How can I help you? Mr. Burns, you do this personally? No, it's a hobby. I'm not in this for any personal gain. Heavens, no. By the way, are you acquainted with our state's stringent usury laws? Usury? No, silly me. I must have just made up a word that doesn't exist. Now, what is the purpose of this loan? I want to buy a pony. Isn't that cute? Smithers, he's planning on joining the horse, he said. That is it, isn't it? You're not planning to eat it. No, I need to get it for my little girl because she doesn't love me anymore. Shut up, Simpson. Sorry. Do you have any collateral? Oh, Smithers, let's not be so cold. His spirit is my collateral. Just sign this form. The money will be yours. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was just um, uh, uh, thinking of something funny Smithers did today. I didn't do anything funny, sir. Shut up. Perfect. I love that early dynamic of Skinner and Burns. Uh, it changes so much. Obviously, uh, uh, Skinner. You mean Smithers? Uh, Smithers. <laughs> yes, I hear what I said. Smithers becomes uh, so different as the show progresses and a much more mm-hmm. interesting character. But I do yeah. like this. It's, yeah. He becomes like way more, he becomes a softer character. He's less like a stooge for Mr. Burns' evilness. And you just see that, you know, perhaps his like, uh, love and appreciation for Burns comes from a different place than wanting to emulate his own like maliciousness. Mm-hmm. At least in this moment, he doesn't seem in love with Burns at all. Yeah, um, like there, that he doesn't just loves exist being yet. Valuable, yeah, as like a henchman. Um, so, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this plot doesn't come back again. No, it no. doesn't come. Nothing happens with nothing this. happens. One off joke. It's odd. It could have been <laughs> cut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Getting uh, the horse or the pony, sorry, and uh, you, you get the lady saying, "Just like, are you sure you know how to take oh, care of a pony?" Such a and fun just pushing the pony in the ho- uh, pony in, in the, the car. Back of the and car. that's the dream, really, is to drive around with a pony in the back of your car. Absolutely. All of our dreams, <laughs> all of our dreams, and certainly we don't see it in this episode. Or I mean, in this episode, in, in in this cartoon world, but it would probably weigh down your tires considerably. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah about twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we get a great nod to the Godfather here. Oh, oh my I'll God. never forget this moment. Uh, one of you walk us through it. It's such a great moment. Take it away. Oh, okay. We well, we hear the music from the Godfather, and mm-hmm. we see this like beautiful shots closing in on the window, bedroom window of Lisa's bedroom, and then she's sleeping, and then uh, she whips off the covers, and there's a horse <laughs> head in there, and the horse just looks wall-eyed, like its <laughs> yeah. eyes are staring out like it's dead, and she screams. Uh, <laughs> Bloody murder, yeah. And then the horse wakes up and starts licking her. And then she's so happy and rides into the room, and of course, Marge is very upset, Yeah. yeah. and Homer says, sounds like somebody's angling for a pony of her own. I Love it. I, I love also, that line so much. Yeah, I also <laughs> think like, Homer would think that Marge wants a pony is so stupid. <laughs> I know, it's so stupid. I also just love like how direct and absolute. I am very upset with you. Yeah, I, I just I love the simplicity <laughs> of that. It's so fun. If you would think that she has an ulterior motive of getting another pony. Could not yeah. be more clear. Right. <laughs> I see what you're saying here. Yeah. So we learn that the pony can't be at the house, that it needs to be living at some stable. So we go back to the stable with the patrician woman. Yeah. And um, she breaks down, as we discussed, the cost of, you know, how much it is to stable a horse um, per month. And I love what she has. And at no extra charge, I will be teaching your daughter pronunciation. And then we see Lisa coming in on the pony. Father, you've made me the happiest girl who ever lived. I love that, and I always will remember it. I remember the first time I heard it. And I've said it before, too, to my dad, when he's, like, giving me, like, uh, like a 
teriyaki bowl from Panda Express or something, and I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Father. Father. <laughs> um, and then we get a really bizarre moment where and Grandpa yeah. and Bart are playing Atari. Here's another one. This is a nice little <laughs> interstitial. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it had nothing I to do it. with anything, but I liked it. I, I got wrote, down to the floor for this. Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that in my everyday life. Me too. I play video games a lot like Grandpa, where I'm like, I thought I was that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one am I? Oh, I'm God. so glad you said that, because when you said I play video games a lot, I was like, oh, shit, she's cool. One she's of cool. Be cool. No, I do play them a lot, but I'm so oh, bad at them. Oh, okay. I'm so bad. And my boyfriend loves playing them with me, but he's so patient, because I'm oh, just yeah. like, I don't know where to go. What's the hyperspace? What are you... <laughs> right. We've had Adam on the show, yeah. and... To talk about, about video games. Video. Yeah. About video. yeah, yeah. So par- it all comes around. Oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment here where Lisa uh, stops Homer and says, like, I have something to give you, and gives him a little kiss, and he's like, oh, I was hoping it'd be money. Very, <laughs> very oh, sad. Uh, and, and we have, it, there should be a mashup of all the times the Simpsons have decided that they need to save on money and cut down on luxury yeah. items. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be fine. There are very good uh, examples good of one. what they could break down on. Uh, but we we learned that Homer's not going to be cutting out beer, yeah. and he suggests, well, what about the vaccinations for the baby for all these diseases she doesn't even have yet? She doesn't even have them. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. First, Perfect you don't want Homer the- logic. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. First, you don't want the pony. Now you want me to take it back. Make up your mind. I know. <laughs> um, and we get that moment. Uh, y- you get a lot of moments here of Lisa and the pony. Uh, so we get the salt lick. The salt oh, lick. It's good. so cute. Nom, nom. Good salt lick. I know. And, and the way that she's drawn, like, on all fours, like, <laughs> like her eyes are all bug. It's so cute. It's just so cute. I love it when they make their eyes buggy and their pupils dilated. Me too. Uh, Lisa... Uh, it is it is canonical for her to like to lick salt rocks. She does it in the. <laughs> does she? Yes, she does Who it. Does she's it? Eating, she's eating the slime off the rock instead of a boar in uh, the oh, in Das right. Bus. Yes, that's uh, right. It's something the writers apparently just like Lisa doing. <laughs> now, Lisa, I have to ask. Yeah. In your um, on all fours horseplay as a child, yes. Did you incorporate any salt lick uh, play as well? I didn't. Mm. No. That was not part of it. I was too busy galloping. Right, of course. Yeah. You got to get that cardio in. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. This part of the, this episode is really similar to a part in my book, Coyote Dog Girl. Not to plug it again. But, Please do. But there's a part where a coyote is like loving on the horse and is just like, you're so sweet. You're so cute. And then she just stares at the horse for a while and she's like, not a lot of thoughts in there, huh? Because the <laughs> horse is just kind of staring out like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and that part reminded me of it. Mm, absolutely, like, yeah, Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> another cute. person who's not really able to uh, be very present for the rest of the episode is Homer when he gets this job at the Quickie Mart. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he is going to be working the, the graveyard shift. Um, and we get we get a couple moments from Apu that are funny. We get this uh, this line of one of you would be working for me. Yeah, uh, I really liked that. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like a nice. A, he's a problematic character, but I liked him. Getting a little bit of agency there, like absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so there, we've talked about this on the podcast before, um, and I don't know why it came up, but uh, it is one of the weirdest yes. voice acting yes. moments of all time. Yes, uh, I wish we had the clip, but we're just going to describe it with our mouths. Yes, uh, basically, like, like the early settlers did before <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. That was the original podcast uh, on the range. This is just like the post-apocalyptic. Burns play, yes. uh, but yeah, there's this moment where we get two boys, uh, one of one, one of whom is uh, Ralph, right? Yeah, uh, and Lisa's riding around, and this one kid says, "Just like, wow, she sure, she sure has tamed that horse." Yes, but what man can tame her? Yes, but yes, but what man can tame so her? So it's a double whammy <laughs> of, and I just don't. I feel like they could have just picked another design, and maybe it budgetary we discussed designs and backgrounds and all those things that factors in animation as well um but it's not only a weird voice for ralph but it, it is a weird thing for him to say logically it's a weird I mean, thing for a child to say i like yeah. it because it's just playing on that trope of like every horse movie is like oh she's tamed a wild horse <laughs> right. but, but she has yeah can, yeah exactly which but she's i love messy in her life she's this pixie and yeah, yeah. i love putting <laughs> that in the voice of a child is like but the voice of a man but yeah in the body of ralph i understand that that is you're right that is the comedy of it it's not ralph's real it's not real no so they didn't want to get the actor for for that part because they would have had to 
I guess. But the yeah. actor is just one of the guys. Yeah, wait, why? There's <laughs> other probably production things of like actors, voice actors can only voice a certain amount of characters per episode. Yeah, or they can unless do they have to three, do renegotiations. If they do five, that you have to bump them up. It's like yeah. really weird. I just think they're fucking with us. Yeah. Right. They we've knew we'd have to, a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only know this because of, in writing for animation, we've had to like have that like fun, like, well, we wrote all these characters. Let's like do a spreadsheet and see who could plug in, which is the best part of the creative process. Oh, yeah. You're like, who can I put in here? How can I reuse an extra? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I understand the comedy of it is that here's a child saying something very adult, but it is very jarring, uh, especially if you've seen more than one episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I haven't. So, so hey, guys, uh, paging 1991, we got some notes. <laughs> Go back in time and redo this episode. Yeah. Uh, so at this point... Uh, Apu is giving Homer notes on how to work at the Quickie Mart. And one of the things is he is revealing to him that bullet wounds are kind of a part of the job and they are a badge of honor. And he gives him the advice of trying to take it on the shoulder. He walks him to the hot dogs and how they are strictly ornamental. Yeah. And the only there's only one moron who buys them. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, Homer explaining why this is going to work out so well. And we're going to play that clip right now. <laughs> you perfect crime. Homer, where have you been all night? I was so worried. Uh, Marge, could we go in the other room? I did something last night I'm not proud of, and I don't want the kids to hear it. Busted. I'll work from midnight to eight, come home, sleep for five minutes, eat breakfast, sleep six more minutes, shower, then I have ten minutes to bask in Lisa's love, then I'm off to the power plant fresh as a daisy. Oh, my God, she killed him. So we see that this obviously does not work. Yeah. Uh, we we get a, a lot of uh, footage, I guess, of, of the many ways in which Homer is not a great employee. He's stealing squishy. Uh, he's falling asleep on the job. Um, we get a clip of... Apu and the the belly dancer from yeah. season one yeah. in the uh, Fiesta Terrace, uh, and she's explaining like you know loosen up you know, and he's just like well while I'm making love to you or while I'm pleasuring you, uh, you know <laughs> yeah. the store is going down the tubes, which is like such a <laughs> yeah. interesting good for Apu. I know, but it's yeah. also this like f- really interesting peek into his storyline. That is a little bit more detailed than what we normally get with, like, actual B-stories. Yeah. It's really, really funny. Uh, we check back in on Homer, who is fast asleep, and you get a, a good character study of Ned, who's paying exact change to Homer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then whispering it so he doesn't wake oh, him up. So, so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Uh, and, uh, you know, Homer gets chewed out for falling asleep and uh, ends up having one of these great scenes. Oh, it's so good. It's beautiful. Um, so this is a scene where Homer... Homer's driving home. He's falling asleep. We we get a couple of those in The Simpsons, and they're always so fun and, and just really, really beautiful. And Carlos Beza did a great job during this because it's so, um, if you remember it, uh, just, yeah. it's unique. The colors, uh, the color uh, palette is very interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the beds turn into cars. You get the moon. Right, right, right. So the sequence is Homer is driving, and all of a sudden he starts to nod off and enters Slumberland. Slumberland. Yeah, Little Nemo style. Yeah. yeah. Angels really... pick up the car. I know. Um, yeah, because he almost goes off the road, or he does, you know, kind of Thelma and Louise style, but then he gets picked up by these angels that all kind of look like variants of Lenny and Carl. And um, then we have, like, the smiling moon, which is illustrated in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about how every episode of The Simpsons needs to have some scene to justify its animation. And this is, like, a really, really fun, vivid sequence of yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, so this is a joke coming up that I think is so funny, and it's Bart and Lisa watching TV, um, and they're watching Johnny Carson, who's just doing an impression that they do not get. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and Bart says, well, it's still fun to be up late. Yeah! <laughs> That's so relatable it's as a child. so yeah. relatable. Oh, my God. You're watching things that, uh, well, actually, Sean O'Connor had his story about going to Letterman. Oh, yeah. And how he as was a child. so excited for it to be, you know, all these and it ended up just being like talk show people that were like so so yeah. boring. I think yeah. one of them was like some sort of like a true crime novelist or like <laughs> yeah. somebody that he's like all these <laughs> NPR people. Yeah, uh, but it's so relatable. And and at this point, it's becoming clear that 
Homer has a second job. The kids are catching on. He says he's going for an eight-hour walk. And this part of, okay, so this part of the episode, I'm so curious what you guys think. It makes me sad. Marge is saying to Lisa, like, do you know how much it costs to own a pony? And, you know, she's having to be faced with this decision of, um, and she very much does put it on Lisa of, um, you know, your dad took the second job and we can't really afford the pony. And Lisa asks, like, well, do I have to give it back? And she's like, well, that's kind of up to you. And Lisa. It's very, as an she, ad- very adult decision to have to make. Yeah. yeah. And, as, and as she has said, she's always made the adult decision. She's mm-hmm. always been the mature one. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing started because Homer messed up in the first place. Yeah. Like, right. this was a gift based on his bad decision-making her entire life, it really doesn't seem fair to me that she should have to make this decision. I think at the very least, the parent should have been the ones that say, you know, putting that guilt on her, I think, is so manipulative and so messed up. And I know it's a cartoon, and it came out the year I was born, but I'm mad about it. It's just not fair to her. I mean, it does work to set up the line all the years I've longed to be treated like an adult has blown up in my face. Yeah. yeah. So it does work to serve that. Absolutely. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, if I was Lisa in this situation, I'd be like, I didn't even ask for this bullshit. Yeah, I didn't ask for, I didn't ask for this. I mean, I've asked for it my whole life, but, <laughs> uh, you know. A pony. A pony. But, you know, I didn't ask you to put in this situation, and this sucks. Mm-hmm. If this was real life, they should have just been like, okay, we can't afford to own this horse, but we'll get you lessons. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, but they <laughs> couldn't do that for the sake of talking. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, it made me sad. It just seemed, it seemed not cool. But Lisa sees how Homer is being treated at the Quickie Mart by Bart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And uh, she just sees like... Always the opportunist Bart. Yeah. And, you know... Um, Lisa does the right thing, which sucks. She shouldn't yeah. have to. But, you know, it's what makes us stronger. Hey, We've we can't, to do we that can't stuff. all have a pony. It's like, I get <sighs> right, it. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. I know. That's a lesson. Suck I it up, Lisa. Keep... Exactly. It's I'm a lesson talking to I myself. Have... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I going to say, it's a lesson I have to keep relearning every day of my adult every life. Every goddamn day. So have yeah. you found this to be true with your horses that in the daytime she likes to listen to contemporary adult music and at nighttime easy listening jazz? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... When I ride horses, I tend to sing Despacito <laughs> to them, and they like it. So, yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, we do get that moment, I think, that you alluded to earlier of that woman explaining. Uh, uh, yes. If you have that right. line or know it, it's so funny. Yeah, so it, I, I just want to say really quick that, like, as far as, like, joke amping up goes and joke math goes, like, I was fully expecting her to be, because Lisa is giving all of these details. I was yeah. fully expecting this woman to be like, I will surely not remember any of these. But instead, she said something actually quite tender. Do you remember the I don't have it written down. Do you have it? I do, yeah. yeah. She goes, although there's no change in my patrician facade, I can assure you my heart is breaking. I love that part yeah, so much because she's like, so I am also a horse girl. <laughs> she is. Yeah, I'm I a love snooty that. bitch, but we both love horses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it, and it gave her character, even though we have like, I don't know, a collective 30 seconds with her, it gave her this dimension that I, I really appreciate. I love this character. I could yeah. watch a lot more of her. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was so Catherine Hepburny. I know. I love, I love it. Yeah. Uh, there's this moment when we check back in on the Quickie Mart and uh, Apu is super mad at Homer because he's doing a very bad job and he explains that the young man he replaced is rolling over in his grave mm-hmm. uh, and Lisa checks in and we have this very sweet moment and let's play that here. Dad, you don't have to do this. Yes, I do. You see, Lisa, grown-ups have a thing called money. Dad, I understand the sacrifice you've made for me. That's why I gave up the pony. You did? Mm-hmm. There's a big, dumb animal I love even more than that horse. Oh, no. What is it, a hippopotamus? I mean you, you dummy. Oh. Apu, you can take this job and restaff it. <laughs> Giddy up, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> he slept, he stole, he was rude to the customers. Still... There goes the best damned employee a convenience store ever had. I love those kind of lines. Maybe because of The Simpsons. But it's, it's so funny, this false hubris of this, the reverence he's assigning uh, Homer in this moment is so funny. Yeah, he definitely was not the best. No, and he, and he never felt this way until this moment, which I love. I love it. Yeah. So good. Aww. This episode has so much. It's so sweet. It's got life lessons. It's got... 
uh, obviously humor and heart. Uh, what it's got are, spoon whittling. It's got yeah. playing. Uh, but what would you say is the lesson of this episode, Lisa? Oh, <laughs> you can't always yeah. have a pony. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm taking away yeah. from it. Responsibility, responsibility probably, um, from like a parent perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Homer really changed, but him and Lisa had a g- couple good moments of connection there, so that mm-hmm. was that was rewarding. Uh, we, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but there's a moment where Lisa is on the couch and she calls Homer at work to tell him she loves him. <gasps> yeah, and this is like the most egregious uh, reuse scene I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's yes. delicious. So she looks sick on the couch. Yes, yes, and her cheeks are all puffy. I I'm like, that. they've reused this from another episode where yeah. she had mumps. Yes. They just straight yeah. up reuse it. They're like, uh, we, we blew our whole budget on this, like, uh, Nemo scene. Yeah. Can we, do we have something where Lisa's on the phone? Okay. Well, just, and her mouth, her lip her, sync is off, too. Yeah. yeah. I oh, wow. That. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love it. I didn't put together why that was happening. I just thought it was so insane that her cheeks were so big. Though yeah. I gotta say that if you are facing the difficulty of we blew our budget and but we need to have one more beat of her whoever found that scene give them a raise totally give them that have them walk very into the room. creative yeah <laughs> i love that so much mm-hmm. uh so it, it seems like you and lisa have a lot in common but is there mm-hmm. any other character that particularly uh speaks to you that you connect to yeah i'm exactly like that woman at the barn <laughs> yeah I think I'm a real snooty I bitch. Love Beautiful. It. Uh, so, Coyote Dog Girl. A patrician woman. A patrician facade. Yeah. Uh, Coyote Dog Girl comes out tomorrow, August 21st. Yeah. Uh, Check it where, out. Where can people buy it? And then where can people find you online? You, they can buy it at any bookstore or, you know, that big one online that people order from sometimes. But I prefer an indie bookstore nearby. Sure. Um, you can find me online, Lisa Draws, on Twitter and Instagram, and my website, lisahannawalt.com. Awesome. Thank you. And your um, film reviews are still up, right? They are. are they? I think you can find them somewhere. There's one I did for War Horse that was uh-huh. probably my most well-known one, and it's most personal to me, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, those were really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank, online, thank you. Yeah, online. Yeah. Find them. Yeah. Um, everyone, check that stuff out. Go get that book. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure. And Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. You can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You can find me at Allie Gertz on all the things. Uh, we have a live show just around the corner, September 15th yes. at the North Door in, in Austin, Austin, Texas. Texas. Um, special guest, TBD. TBD. But we're working on some primo names. And then some people have been yammering to us about a couple things, how to buy our book. You can pre-order on Amazon. And Barnes & Noble. And Barnes & Noble. Yes. And um, and then also people were asking about our December shows. Um, how close to sit? As close as you want to sit, baby. <laughs> but the front five rows are going to get wet. They're going to get wet. Uh, so everything to me up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Today's show was engineered by Shayna Deloria. Thanks, Shayna. Our show is produced and edited by Jesus Ambrosio. And senior producer is Laura Swisher. Swish. Smell you later. Smell you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.